Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Gonzo Tonight Show. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can stay updated with when we upload new episodes. Follow us on social media at Gonzo Tonight. And uh, be sure to tune in to the Vice Presidential Debate, uh, which will be at uh, 9 o'clock Wednesday night on the 7th by the time this will be released. And um, if you're listening to this after, go ahead and uh, send me a comment of what you thought about the debate. Um, uh, the first presidential debate, and then as more specifically, uh, the vice presidential debate. I'm sure that's going to be a lot different than the presidential debate. It's going to be like night and day. And um, anyway, today we're going to be talking about a new update with the president, him getting COVID and uh, his swift recovery as he was in the hospital for about three or four days. And uh, I'm going to get into a few other subjects. I'm here with Robbie Nikolai, who is uh, Zach Nikolai's brother. Zach's been on the show a few times. And uh, let's just get into it. So, Robbie, thanks for coming on. And uh, we're going to go ahead and start with the big one. Uh, we talked about doing a podcast on, uh, I think it was uh, Wednesday. Yeah. And the very next day, we were going to talk about the debate, but the very next day, uh, we got news that the president has COVID now. So, uh, we're going to talk about that. And uh, what was, I want to know what your first reaction was when you found out. So, I'm not going to lie, and not to sound terrible here, I'm kind of happy he got COVID. Because here's the thing. A lot of people that have died from COVID have pre-existing conditions Mm -hmm. or, you know, not to make anybody sound bad because we're drinking now, but they've drank too much or they smoked their entire life. There was some sort of issue. Now, Donald Trump is the 74-year-old who's never done drugs, never smoked, never drank, according to him. So I'm glad he got it because when he comes out of it, it's going to look even better and say, hey, look, right. I'm the guy. I'm 74, I'm 74 turning 75. I walked out of this perfectly fine, and you can too. That's a good point. I mean, because two, it was on uh, Friday at 1 a.m. when he announced it. Yeah. Went to the hospital, and, um, you know, it's been, it's been four days pretty much. Uh, 6.30, he, he, actually any minute now as we're recording this, you'll be uh, released. From the hospital? Actually, and, he was uh, already released a little bit earlier. Oh, really? Yeah, a few hours earlier. Okay. So he was released for a few hours earlier, and, I mean, the first, like, 24 hours was pretty quiet, like, based on his Twitter and everything like that. If you listen to what the media is telling you. Now, right, of course. They There's, say he got COVID 48 hours before he announced right. it, and it's a whole mess. They're making their own their own assumptions of what's going on. And, um, really, I mean... After that first 24 hours or whatever, he started tweeting again. Um, he started uploading like videos, uh, update videos and, um, you know, whatever else. And um, everything he did, though, had criticism from the media and from, you know, the left and everything like that. He can't do anything right. No, no. The, nothing, anything he does will be criticized. You know that. We all know that. I mean, even if you're on the left and if you're in the media, like, you have to admit it. So when it comes to Trump... Any media. I mean, and honestly, it includes Fox a little bit. Yeah. But the man can wipe front to back, and everybody will have a problem until you have to wipe back to front when it comes to, you know, using right. the bathroom. And right, That's just him. He's used to it. I mean, there was a hot mic recently released on YouTube about Melania and mm-hmm. her former best friend who planned the inauguration. And in that hot mic, she basically says, look, like, I'm married to the guy. I'm going to support him, period. That's it. So when it comes to Donald Trump, you can't insult a guy that can't be insulted. Right. And that's why he takes it in stride. I mean, I really I really do believe that no matter what anybody says about this guy, it, and it could be true, it could be fake, it doesn't matter. Right? Mm-hmm. As long as his name's in the media, he's good. Right. I mean, with the election, like his first election, the man, the, the man got elected because of publicity. Oh, 100%. And 98% of it was bad publicity. 
But he didn't care. But here's the thing. It was free. Right, exactly. Every single time the news played him. Mm-hmm. he uh, The man knows how to get free media. I mean, right. you know, when it comes down to it, it's like, look, as long as I get my name out there, they're thinking Trump. Mm-hmm. Whether they like me, hate right. me, doesn't matter. And that leads to the question that we talked about earlier. Did he actually have COVID? And some people think, or at least initially, now again, people flip-flop every day. When he first announced it, a lot of people said, oh, it's for publicity. He's making it up. He doesn't yeah. actually have COVID. Then it went to, you know, oh, he does. He's going to die. Then it went to, oh, they're releasing him already. Like, we're mad. Um, so some people were saying, oh, well, maybe it's like a publicity thing. And two, the first video he released uh, in the hospital got like, uh, uh, last I saw it, it was like, I don't know, 20 or 17 million views or something like that. Yeah. I mean, millions and millions of views. So, and uh, first of all, I want to ask what you thought, just your opinion on that is. I don't know. I mean, I'm, look, I'm very conservative for the most part, and I've been a Trump supporter. Do I know that he has COVID? Probably not. Right. Um, and the whole, re- the reporting of it was that he went to the hospital, right? Mm-hmm. That's all anybody thinks about. Yeah. He preemptively went to the hospital. He chose to go there. Right. right. It wasn't like a dire need situation. Exactly. And they're like, oh, we gave him a little bit of oxygen. Well, that's just Secret Service protocol. If yeah. Your president's sick. But we preemptively went there. He's working out of the conference room. He's doing all these things. And it's like, okay, man, did you really have COVID or is it mm-hmm. sort of, you know, a media stunt? Right. Right. You know. And the other side of that, too, would be, I mean, there's a lot of people that got it and had no idea. Or they showed very minimal symptoms. And yeah, I agree with you. Like, at least for now, we're not going to know if he had COVID or not. Yeah. It's going to be a while before they release all that stuff anyway. And they might not be due and to HIPAA violations and right, all that. Right, exactly. So. so that's something we may never see and people may never know. But um, And two, at the end of the day, uh, I mean, you and I might think that him getting COVID really isn't that big a deal anyway. Like anyone getting, you know, for the most part, anyone that gets COVID is probably going to be fine. Um, there's obviously that small percent that you know if you could drink die. too much smoke too right. much indulge in too many things i mean the guys conditions uh, the know, guys over it. the guys overweight i mean as far as his medical you know business goes he's overweight he's not a drinker he's not a smoker he should be all right even being overweight and mm-hmm. i mean the president's got the best care in the country right i mean and he does uh, multiple events every day you know whether it's for the election or whether because you know he's doing it as president and the guy is definitely in shape for his age. I mean, he's got the stamina. 100%. Um, I mean, whether he takes some sort of drugs or supplements or whatever, I mean, the guy is always moving. Even in the hospital, he was working. And that's another thing to bring up is that people were claiming uh, it was all a PR stunt or that w- once they moved to the whole yeah. thing of, oh, he actually is sick. And then they're seeing these pictures and videos of him like doing stuff. Mm. Uh, oh, the pictures and the videos are edited, and he's not actually doing anything. Fake. The paper's it's a, blank. It's a moon like, landing. Yeah. It's all of that, right? It's, right. It's, it's the moon landing all over again. So it's all fake. It's all this. It's all that. Look, if the guy has COVID, he has COVID. Mm. Right? If he doesn't, it's all fake. At the end of the day, he's a showman. We yep. know what we're getting with him. You know, when it comes to Joe Biden, the guy can't coherently... Go with a sentence, yeah. right? So he needs a teleprompter. During the debate, he did great. He, I mean, he did as well as he could. I think he got stomped. Right, right but he, at the first, I mean, when he walked out, I was surprised. Oh, I'm yeah. sure you were too. I mean, but you I, saw the pictures with the mics and the earpiece. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's either that too. I think the guy was definitely on drugs, um, some sort, you know, something to help him. Some stimulant. Because that, that man like came out and I was like, this guy looks like four years younger. Yeah. Like, you know, Biden for 2016 when he could still speak a sentence. Um, whatever your theories are about that, something was different about him. There was absolutely hundred percent. Cause normal, <clears throat> normally, like you said, he, he can't form a sentence. He needs a teleprompter. He needs and you people. saw him peek out a little bit when he was like, Oh, yeah. shut up. And this guy's a clown. Yeah. He's got those little moments where he comes out and I'm like, okay, this is, this is take you behind the barn biting. Right. Right. Well, yeah, I'm going to, I'd like to take Trump outside. I'd like to beat him. I'd behind like to, the barn. I'm like, bro, you're. Yeah. <laughs> you grew up in Scranton, all right? You were printing paper and selling paper. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, so 
and a two, a little bit of a paper joke on there. <laughs> two, um, speaking of Biden, I'm sure you've seen there's uh, videos recently of him giving speeches and stuff, and he's coughing up a storm now. Yeah, that's something new. Uh, and but he's in perfect health, and then Trump is you know dying with COVID, and he's just kind of walking around doing his own thing. You know what sickens me a lot is I'm not a big Obama guy, right? Yeah. I don't hate the guy. Mm -mm. Definitely don't wish death upon him. No. Right? He's got a family. He's got kids. He's got a wife. I mean, he's... He's a human He's, a, he's human. Yeah. You know, black, white, doesn't really matter. The amount of... And I've heard it, like, from people coming into my restaurant. Like in person. Yeah. I hope Trump dies. I'm like, why? He's got a family. Well, he did this. He did... I'm like, okay. Well, you know, how... And I ask him, like, how did it affect your life personally? Right. Between your house, your taxes, your job. What happened this year? Well, I got a raise. It's fantastic. How are your taxes? Well, actually, I paid more taxes, but it was lower than I would have paid five years ago. So people are making more money and paying more taxes mm -hmm. because once you break a bracket, you're going to have to pay that. Right. Whether you're on the low or the high end. They're like, well, I'm paying more taxes. I'm like, well, how much money were you making prior to him being president now? Like, well, I got a $10,000 raise. Well, there you go. It's simple. More money means more taxes. And speaking on his taxes, the $750, I found that hilarious. And I've always told people, I'm like, look, you don't want to pay taxes, you get into real estate. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I've got a friend, his family sold $60 million of real estate in Texas all at one time to move to Florida. And I was like, man, that's you're paying 40% of that. He's like, no, we're not. We're buying $120 million in buildings. And whatever we spend, let's just say we spent a million dollars this year, we'll pay taxes on that, so the 40%, whatever, but we got mortgages now. Mm -hmm. We're in debt. Right. Right. Donald Trump, like you said, they, he uses his debt, and a lot of other real estate icons use the debt to their advantage, so at the end of the day, they pay basically zero dollars in taxes. Basically. I mean, if you buy a building for a million dollars, right, torn down, it's unlivable, worse than Section 8 housing, right? Mm -hmm. You build it back up, it's worth three. Now, you're not going to pay capital gains tax selling that for $3 million. Right. Refinance it, you pull out the two, now you have $2 million to play with, the building's paying for itself, mm -hmm. and then you go buy another one. Get yourself in more debt, and I'm using big air quotes for that. Right. And you're supposedly not making any money, but your buildings are paying themse themselves off. Mm -hmm. You netted $2 million. But you took it out in the form of a mortgage instead of liquid asset. Mm -hmm. So right. debt's a good thing when you're in real estate. People, Other people are paying it off. Mm -hmm. That's why you buy rather than lease. Right. right. You know? And that was the big deal with, you know, when he was first running is, oh, well, he went bankrupt four times or four of his businesses went bankrupt. And it's like, people don't understand. Okay, well, explain this then. If this guy's bankrupt, how come when he was first running, he still had like $7 billion? His, so, his net worth was $7 billion, excuse me. You know, so it's like, I mean, this guy clearly lives large, has a lot of money, has a lot of assets, and you're trying to tell me that the guy's broke. So here's the thing. People don't understand why he got away with his bankruptcies the way they mm -hmm. did. And in the art of the deal, I'm not sure if you've read it, one thing he famously said, and it doesn't really apply to this specifically, but it's, you know, Alex, you take a loan out for $20 million. Right? I've got a loan for $400 million. $20 million, that's your problem. Mm -hmm. $400 million, that's our problem. Mm. No business is going to lose $400 million. Yeah. So the way his bankruptcy worked, and I believe it was Chapter 11, so they restructured everything. He traded his debt for equity. Right, So he gave the bank equity <clears throat> in the casinos. Uh, Tillman Fertitta bought it. Mm -hmm. And... He got to write off $900 million off his taxes for the next 10 years. Yeah. At, I think, a given rate of like $50 million a year, something along those lines. So, did he really go bankrupt or did he just trade debt for equity mm -hmm. and say, all right, you know what? I'll save this billion dollars on my taxes and call mm -hmm. it a day. Well, it's, it's a, lot of, a lot of businesses and millionaires, billionaires, they do this stuff every year and people just don't know it exists. And then now that this guy's running for office and he's a big target, no one wants to see him win the election, that stuff's all coming out, but they're making it seem like it's a bad thing. 
And some people may argue it is. Some people may argue it's not. But at the end of the day, what Trump said recently to the debate is, look, all these tax loopholes that I'm using were put in place under your president, Obama. Yeah. And then Joe Biden. And that's why he's under audit. Right. And Joe Biden, you know, also supported these same tax loopholes, or so he claims. And, you know, of course, now he probably doesn't. But at the end of the day, it's like, look, this is the law. Every I basically he's saying I paid seven hundred fifty dollars in taxes legally because Obama let me right exactly there was no hiding money there was no I mean who I, you know so you know what his audit is about right about his taxes about his taxes but it was specifically about a seventy two point nine million dollar tax return for the sake of the argument we're just going to say seventy three okay so a seventy three million dollar tax return right. And it happened well before he was president. So essentially, he paid $73 million in taxes. That's the only way you're going to get a return. Mm-hmm. Obama passed a law during the bailouts to give big businesses their returns back for three years, I believe. And it came out to about 73 mil. Right. So obviously, Trump's accountants said, hey, we can get our taxes back. Let's get this money back. And initially, they approved it. The IRS approved Trump's $73 million tax return going back to him, right? But when he started running for the election, they said, whoa, 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 wait a second. Mm. We're going to investigate if this is actually legit. It's like, hold on. The entire body that said this was okay is now saying it's not okay because now I'm president or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And you want to take it back plus you want interest. So if he loses, which has already been taken up to the Supreme Court, but if he loses, he's going to have to pay $100 million off that 73 right so initially approving it then he runs for politics right he runs for president does all that and now they're not approving it does that sound fair i mean it's the robert Mueller thing all over again right and of course you know we all know why they did it there was no other reason for them to go back and say wait wait wait, let's actually you know i mean yeah you could argue well it's you know 73 million dollars they need to double check whatever but knowing what we know now about what people think of this guy and everything they'll do, all the way up to impeachment and beyond. I mean, you gotta you gotta realize that this might be, you know, another scandal, so and to say. You know, here's the thing: Trump likes being the first at a lot of things. He's the first billionaire president, mm-hmm. right? He's the first president to catch major disease. Yeah, <laughs> like when we have COVID. He's the first. He's one of the first presidents, I believe, to get impeached and pass. Mm-hmm. Well, so you know, how many guys stepped down as right. soon as the so Bill Clinton started? was, I guess, the only other president that was impeached and uh, didn't. He was exonerated. Step down, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, right, and then of course, you know, the Trump got impeached, and everyone was like, "That was funny about that." Is everyone was like, you know, celebrating like for a little bit? Yeah, he got impeached, whatever. And then they wake up the next day, they're like, "Wait, why is he still president?" Because it just pe- goes to show that people don't know. They don't know what's going on. Anything, yeah. Especially with like Hunter. Right, right. During the debate, when he was when Joe was talking about his son, he's like, Trump goes, "Are you talking about Hunter?" He's like, "No, I'm talking about Bo." And Trump admitted, he's like, "I don't know anything about Bo, mm-hmm. but I know Hunter got dishonorably discharged, right? And then used cocaine and X Y Z." And for people to say, "Oh, Trump's making fun of somebody's addictions," is wrong. Um, I mean, it's a fact. Hunter was a cocaine addict. He did get dishonorably discharged. He got millions of dollars from foreign countries. You know, Trump's family has battled their own addictions. Mm-hmm. Like his brother Fred died right. from alcoholism. So you can't say the guy's making fun of these people. And then it's with Trump, it's just so hard to genuinely call this guy a racist or say he's hurting people with addiction. I mean, just to break it down in simplest form, right? You've seen uh, Million Dollar Listings New York? Yeah. A good majority of people, I'm not saying all, mm-hmm. but a good majority of people who do real estate in New York are gay. In New York City, at least. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Right? A lot of them are people of color. You're telling me a man with a billion dollar real estate empire in New York, and New York City, the most culturally diverse place in the world, is homophobic, racist, and hates, first of all, hates Jews in New York. Right. When his own daughter's Jew. It's not going to happen. No. I mean, it's as simple as this. Before he ran, he was loved by everyone. Absolutely. Rosa Parks loved him. Yes. Once he ran as a Republican, everyone hated him. And the thing was, he could run. He ran ran as a Republican because he could. Mm -hmm. Right? 
The man's been a lifelong Democrat. Yeah, of course. Now, you can't put somebody in the Democratic Party like Trump. Right. They already had Hillary, and God forbid Hillary failed. They had Bernie mm-hmm. or Biden or whomever, right? So Trump had to go somewhere. He's like, all right, the Republican Party has a weakness over here. I agree with certain things they believe in, but I'm going to run it my way. Mm-hmm. Trump's conservative party is completely different than the alt. The traditional The traditional, like, party. now the alt-right. Right, yeah. You know, at the end of the day, abortion, touchy subject for a lot of people. I don't think Roe v. Wade is ever going to be overturned, even with a conservative judge. But that's your right to choose, right? My philosophy, and I could be, I, I'm a lot more libertarian than I am conservative. Mm-hmm. Do what you like to do. Don't hurt anybody. And obviously, like, there should be law and order. Right. But I think Trump's more libertarian and moderate than he is, you know, alt-right or alt-left. Right, right. Well, I agree with you. I'm, you know, I usually identify as conservative and more recently have been learning myself as probably more identifying as libertarian because at the end of the day, I'm like, well, listen, I don't really care what you do as long as, like you say, it doesn't hurt anyone or it doesn't affect me or other people, whatever. So, you know, it's coming out of like that, I guess, authoritarian side of it and just being more like, you know what, like at the end of the day, yeah, if you want to be gay or if you want to do this or whatever, then that's fine. Like, I don't care. I mean, most people nowadays, I feel like, have that mentality of, I don't care what you're doing. Well, we're in 2020. You yeah. have to be open. Right, right, of course. And I mean, look, at the end of the day, it is true. Like, if you're just, you know, living your life and doing whatever. If I bring my boyfriend to this why podcast, should I care? it's like... Yeah, why should I care? Yeah. And most people are like that, but I think mainly because of the media, there's they've, in, they've in, uh, instilled the divisiveness that one side hates these people on the other side loves everyone yeah. even though that side's going out and burning buildings and uh you know shooting people and doing whatever it's like where's the truth in all of this mess so here's the thing right and it goes to an old uh philosophical question are people naturally bad right and i've wrote essays on this people aren't bad but you have a group of people be it protesters police military, uh, lawyers, there could be a hundred great people, but you're always going to have a small subsect that is inherently bad. Right. And it's not the group's fault, right? If out of, if you have one out of 100 that are bad, Mm -hmm. it's not the group's fault. No. But you know, and that getting into like with the police and everything going on with that, you know, in regards to Trump and Biden, I mean, Trump's done more for criminal reform than anybody else. Absolutely. And not just talked about it. I mean, he's wrote it in Actually, policy. Actually, policy. And that's the thing, too. It's He has done more and maybe not talked about it as much. Biden has talked about it a lot and has done the complete opposite, though. Because people won't look at their records. Exactly. Well, it's, it's too much work. Yeah. It's too much work to do research nowadays, even though it's been easier than ever. You know so, what I'm saying? There's an old saying I've always heard, and I've lived it in what I do. It's the masses are asses, right? <laughs> and it's unfortunate to say that because out of 100,000 people, you're going to have 25,000 people who are absolute geniuses and understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah. You're going to have 25,000 that are going to do the research. Mm-hmm. You're going to have 25,000 that heard it from the people who did the research. And then 25,000 who don't know what they're doing out of the entire 100 people, right. 100,000 people. So the masses don't understand and the amount of money and time it'll take to educate them is way too much. So yeah. you have to stick with something catchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at the end of the day, too, like like you said, it would cost a lot to educate everyone, whatever the case may be. Two, it might not even work in the first place because there's the majority of people that would just wouldn't care or wouldn't believe it or wouldn't pay attention or whatever the case may be. I mean, take school, for example. You've got standard, honors, AP, yeah. whatever the case may be, you know, and... Stand, there could be a smart, there could be a lot of smart kids in standard, but the reason for the different level of classes is mainly work ethic, or you know maybe IQ, whatever the case may be. But there's always going to be, you know, people that are smarter than others, people that are not as smart, people that work harder, harder than others, and people that work not as hard. Exactly, and that's you know one of the biggest problems in America is you want to work a regular job, mm-hmm. right, where you can afford a house. Two Hondas, mm-hmm. right? 
your lifestyle and save up for your you kids. You want to be college. comfortable. You want to be able to. Some you know, people want to do that and they live that life and it's, that's fantastic. Yeah. Other people want to make Honda money and buy a Rolls Royce. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And I can't tell you how many times I've seen a Hummer, right? At the time it was like 80 grand parked out of a $100,000 house. It's like your car costs almost as much as your house. Mm-hmm. I would rather drive a beater, like an old, like 97 mm-hmm. Honda Civic, yeah. the most reliable car in the world. And park out of a three hundred thousand dollars house, mm-hmm. so you have people that want to do things but don't know how to go about it. Right. And at the end of the day, they don't want to take the sacrifice. Uh, recently, one of my employees was talking to me about socialism, and he told me how every employee should have a profit share from the company. And I told him, I'm like, listen, I put a million dollars, right, which isn't easy to get, mm-hmm. but I saved up. I put a million dollars in this business. It made me, let's say, 300000 last year. I'm paying you $10 an hour. Should I give you 10%, an extra thirty grand because you work here? Well, yeah, because you wouldn't have this business without me. I'm like, no. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. There's someone else who will gladly take your place and yeah. work harder than you. There's always going to be someone else. But that's the Bernie mindset, right? Right, right. And a lot of Bernie fans, and it's unfortunate, they're going... After they're going for Biden because they don't like Trump, right? No, exactly. I mean, their candidate didn't get in, and uh, they're yeah, it's never Trump. Settle for Biden. That's what I'm seeing a lot. And it's like, I mean, back in the day, like really before the 2016 election, a lot of people would be like, "Look, I don't like any of the candidates. I'm just not voting." Yeah. And but you can argue that that's good or bad. But what we're seeing now is. We don't care who it is as long as it's not Trump. And that could be a very bad thing because it could be yeah, anyone. That's scary. You know? Well, Imagine we put Hillary in because they don't like Trump. Yeah, I mean. well, uh, I'm sure they would. You know, they believe that Trump's racist, homophobic, he's as bad as Hitler. Therefore, anyone else would be better. Listen, I'll say it, and I know no other conservative will ever say this. I'll take Bernie over Biden any day. And not even just for the race. God forbid Trump lost. Mm-hmm. I'll take Bernie over Biden. Because at least I know Kamala Harris isn't running the country. That's true. At she, the end of the day, we know that Joe Biden, if he if he was to win, he would not be president. No, and that's the thing. Kamala Harris has done more to damage the colored community. Yeah. Than most prosecutors have their entire career. I mean, how many people has she put away who are people of color on a weed charge, right? And right. here in Florida, we can do it medically. But in California, I mean, you put somebody in California away on a weed charge. Right. That's ridiculous. For two California years. California of all places. And this other guy, it doesn't matter his color, right? This other guy, he gets off on six months. But the reason why she could do that, right? In a lot of states where these people of color get super crazy sentences and the white kids don't, is because of demographics, right? So some of the white families might make more money. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying this as a broad, like white people do better than black people or anything like that. But in the few cases where you see where people of color get harsher sentences, they might have had a public defender, mm-hmm. right? Right. And I've had my own run-ins with a criminal defense attorney and his options, and I could pay for it, and his options were, all right, we'll get a PI, we'll get this person to do forensics on this, we'll do that. And I'm like, man, this is expensive, mm-hmm. but he'll get you off. Right. Public defender... They don't have PIs. No. They're not. You're not going to pay six hundred dollars a day for a public defender PI because they don't have them. Right. Their forensics are the police, so the same people that are trying to bring you down. Mm-hmm. You know, in the case, essentially, they're getting everything for the prosecution. So, in a lot of these cases, I mean, she took advantage of people who don't have the money, right? Don't have the resources, and can't defend themselves properly. And that's what I really don't like about her. You know, she put people away for frivolous for for weed right like really and that's the libertarian thing who cares you know it's not hurting anyone yeah and like you said i mean look you you pay more you get more at the end of the day that's just how the world works and yes there are people that you know can't afford an attorney they need a public defender like you said yeah um in many cases in those areas that we've talked about there's a lot of people that can't afford you know, an attorney and then the PI that comes with it and all that stuff. Yeah. And even with what you do, I mean, you work in an attorney's office, mm-hmm. right? Right. You guys do personal injury. Mm-hmm. 
if I got into a car accident and called the insurance company and said, hey, give me a hundred grand. They're going to say it. They're going to say no. piss off. Yeah. <laughs> but then I get your name behind it. It's like, okay, we've got yeah. his office. This guy's going to do that. And well, whatever. too, now they only have to talk to us. You know, like they got to talk to us. They can't just talk to you and be like, oh, okay, negotiate with you. No, no, no. You have an attorney on your side now. You have someone that knows what's up and can, you know, negotiate a better deal for you. And then, like you said, you take your percentage. I mean, right. but now you're more likely to get paid at all. Yeah. And let's just say, look, the insurance company offered me 10 grand. Call my attorney, Alex. Say, hey, man, sue these guys. This is what's going on. Okay, uh, Mr. Nikolai, we got you $100,000. We're taking our 40%. You walk out with 60. Well, that's 50 grand more than I thought I was going to walk mm-hmm. out with, so I'm okay. You know, but the, the problem with America is we don't really understand our rights and what we can do. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, money does rule the day. And I think Trump was bringing people together by making the economy stronger. Yeah. Money can tear people apart and it can bring them together. So in certain communities, I mean, if they're doing better, people are going to act a lot better. Mm -hmm. You know, we're always going to have slums. We're always going to have areas that aren't so great, like Pine Hills in Florida, right? Right. The problem with Pine Hills, it's not a great area. But we either leave it alone, let people live there, or we gentrify the entire thing. Then they can't afford to live there. Mm -hmm. So what do we do? Right? And... You know, thanks to Trump, I mean, even people in not so great areas were still doing a lot better. If you were making eight dollars an hour, you can ask for ten, mm-hmm. and you'll probably get ten. And then COVID hit, and obviously, right, people got right. laid off, which was unfortunate. But people were doing pretty well, I think. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely, and I mean, just like you were saying, at the end of the day, money does. You know, it, money is everything, and it comes down to how you want to use it. How are you going to use the money? It's just like with anything, you know, or like even the conversation we had earlier about, you know, no one's inherently bad. It comes down to using what you have to either get out of a situation you're in or just make your life better. So it's all about mentality. It's all about work ethic. And a lot of people complain in this country they want socialism because they want a free ride, whatever the case may be. And the reason... America is so great and that many people think that is because you come here for equal opportunity and not, you know, equal handout or equal equal result. Yeah. You can come here and basically do anything you want. But you're not going to be guaranteed success. Because there's yeah. impossible to guarantee success. You can't. I could start a car washing business. Yeah. Spend, you know, $1000 on all this equipment and then nobody wants me to wash their cars cuz I scratch this guy's or you know, dent yeah, that multiple guys. reasons. Either you're in you're, you're bad demographics, here's the uh, thing. When or it com- whatever the case may be. I mean, when it comes to America, because I'm Albanian, right? And I'm not sure if my brother brought this up, brought this up before. Oh, he brings it up every time. Yeah, so we're <laughs> Albanian. Um, we're from Kosovo. We have a very tight knit community, and you know, when I tell you that we know every Albanian within like hundred mile radius we do. You're not lying. Yeah. No. I've seen it pers- I've seen it firsthand. Oh, hundred percent, right? And so the reason why we've been able to be as successful as we are, and we shouldn't be, right? Like my parents moved from Europe, my grandfather had no money to his the name. The odds were against you is what yeah. you're saying. No money to his name, moved from Europe, had a fight for citizenship, built up a little tiny restaurant, moved to Florida, built up, you know, a chain, and now we're doing fine. The reason why we could do that is because of our community. So, you know, my brother was too young to remember. I was pretty young at the time, but our first restaurant was called Amici's, right? Mm-hmm. It was in Maitland where the Breakfast Club is now. We couldn't afford menus or T-shirts. Hmm. We could afford the sign, the yeah. build-out, and that's it. So one of our Albanian friends from New York was like, hey, look, my restaurant's the same name. Like, I'll send you menus. I'll send you this. I'll send you that. Hmm. You guys are good. The biggest thing with becoming successful is uniting your community, mm-hmm. Right. I have a friend of mine who happens to be Jewish. His family owns mobile home parks, right? They do extremely well for themselves. And so I'm like, man, how do you keep getting these business opportunities? He's an accountant now. And he's like, I go to Temple and I network. That's my community. These are the people I know. Mm -hmm. They've known my family. They know me. So I stay in my community. Again, he's Jewish, so he stays in the Jewish community and they make each other prosper. And the closer communities are, the better they're going to do. You know, the problem with 
certain areas around Orlando and around the country, these communities are fighting each other. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're fighting each other, you don't want to prosper. So how are you going to prosper if you guys are killing each other, fighting each other, you know, whatever it is? Right. Buy up your block, build it up the way you want, do it for your people, and then you'll do a lot better. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's like um, like you're saying, bringing the community together or relying on your community. And that goes into as well, you know, maybe you don't have a tight-knit community like that. But you need to still use your connections, use people you know, or anyone that's willing to offer help. Uh, a problem with some people today is they want to do it all on their own. Yeah, and you can't. Right, and you can't. And Zach and I have talked about this before. You know, there's certain people that just say, oh, I want to do it on my own. But really, like, if someone you know wants to offer help, whether it's money or labor mm. or whatever, and, you know, take advantage of that and allow them to help you and use your resources, use your connections. Yeah, You never know who you know, you might know or who I might know that can get you to the next level. So I'm going to sound very cynical here. Um, one thing I need people to understand the most is you're not special. You're not going through anything different than somebody else hasn't right. gone There's through, plenty other right? people that are going through the same thing. I'm not special. No. I know that, right? I can do certain things other people can't. Mm-hmm. Other people can do like right. me, Zach. I can't do the math he can. Oh, I mean, dude wants to be a rocket scientist. Good for him. I can't do it. <laughs> Right. But based on what I want to do, I find mentors. So mm-hmm. I'm in the restaurant industry. One of my spice guys, he's 60 years old. He's one of my mentors. And I learned about spice blending and doing different flavors from him and a lot. So if I want to start my own spice company tomorrow, I could. Mm-hmm. But I mean, people need mentors. They need to say, okay, here's a guy doing better than me. Why does he live in a million dollar house and I rent an apartment? Mm-hmm. Right, I want to get to where he is. Yeah, I'm going to learn everything he has, even if it's for free. People don't like to work for free anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything for the most part I learned was for free. I was making five dollars an hour learning how to cook, mm-hmm. and that was under the minimum wage. Like my yeah. father thought I was getting tips, and I wasn't. I didn't correct him. Mm-hmm. It was my fault. But even when I did, he paid me eight, so I got right. the minimum wage. You know, work for free with your mentors. Mm-hmm. Work in your community, get to know people, and just open that up. Mm-hmm. You know, well, there's always an investment you got to make, and with, like you said, working for free, the investment is not making money right now, but maybe in a year or two years or whatever, you're making a lot more money or making you know money yeah. at all. So you've got to give to take, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's just the mentality of a lot of people today, and maybe it's not most people, but maybe it's a lot of people that are being seen or a lot of people that are getting exposure is the mentality is to, you know, they don't want to work. No. And, it's, and it's they want everything to be handed to them. I mean, there's a lot of people that believe socialism is their right and that they should be handed at least, you know, Oh, a thousand dollars a month. Yeah. Man. Cause I can live on a thousand dollars a month. Everyone can live on a thousand dollars a month. Sure. But then rental raised to 2000 a month. Uh, Exactly. You know. Okay, well, we'll take rent what it is now and add a thousand to it. That's the thing. America is not in the business of losing money. No. Right? Like, your local restaurants, your local hotels. Well, that's the thing. You're making more money and everyone else is just going to be okay with it. Yeah. Like, they don't want to lose money. Wait, you're getting an extra thousand a month? I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll raise your rent 500 a month to get you in today. Next year, I'll raise it up another 3 4%. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, five years ago... When I had my first son, I had a two-bedroom apartment in Maitland, right? Beautiful apartment, great area. I was paying eleven twenty-five a month. Mm-hmm. Now for that same apartment, it's like seventeen hundred. Yeah, they're not going to lose money. No, they're not going to just keep that that price. You know, there's so many things that go into it. You know, obviously inflation is the main thing. Like, but the most important part is the hard work, right? right? So if I offered you two choices, right? You're in the personal injury field. If I said, hey, you can work with this. One lawyer, right? Mm-hmm. John Jones and Casperi. He'll pay you 150 grand a year. Or you can work right next to John Morgan, see everything he does day to day for a year, mm-hmm. but you have to do it for free. Which one would you pick? That's tough. It's definitely tough. I mean, John Morgan, biggest lawyer in the world, or not in the world, at least in Florida. I mean, he's got the biggest personal injury firm. Biggest in the personal country. injury firm in From the country. From what he says. From what he says, yeah. yeah. From what he says, yeah. But yeah, so. It, I guess it depends, too, on your situation. 
And me right now, being as young as I am, I would say I'd take the John Morgan deal. Yeah. You know? Because you could learn a lot in just a year from Because the man's not a lawyer anymore. No. But working at his firm with either his kids or with other lawyers. I mean, because he's got the best attorneys. Yeah. I mean, I I could take a year of no pay and work with him. And maybe work after hours or do something else. But, you know, other people might not have the ability to do that. No, you can. And... Worst case scenario, you're homeless, right? Yeah. Let me ask you a question. If you have a car, you have a house, you can't pay your rent, you can't pay your car payment, which one do you pay? I would pay, personally, uh, the car. The car. You know, so I can live in a car. You can live in a car. <laughs> you can drive a car. You can't drive a you house. Can't, exactly. Right. I know a landscaper. The guy's making four or $500,000 this year, right? He's like, I lived in my truck for four months mm-hmm. because all I could afford was equipment. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, that... That's genius. He's like, yeah, people don't want to do that. That's why they don't make mm-hmm. half a million dollars a year. He's well, like, people think would never think of living in a car. I mean, and that's impossible. Whatever. I mean, of course, no one wants to, but like you said, you can live in a car, but you can also drive a car. You can live in a house, but you can't drive a house. Yeah, either you're gonna walk to work or public sleep transportation in your bed. if it's available. And your car payment's probably cheaper, to be honest. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. unless you're paying for a I mean mine's paid off so if I sleep in my car it's free if you're homeless and you have a Lamborghini or something then like that's a whole other issue don't even start on that a lot of these homeless people make good money okay oh yeah this nicely dressed homeless guy he's got an iPhone like the newest iPhone I'm like hold on man maybe I should be homeless (laughs) no the rattier they look the more money they make I promise you I'm just joking but (laughs) it's all about the act sometimes yeah I was pissed off at a homeless guy one time I know it sounds dumb, but I was pissed off at this homeless guy one time, and I'm talking to him, and I'm about to give this guy like 20 bucks, right? His phone goes off. His iPhone was nicer than mine, and mine was like four <laughs> years old, because I don't need a new iPhone. I don't yeah. care. Look at him like, what the hell? He's like, what? That's my phone. I'm like, dude, that's a $1,000 phone. You're asking me for 20 bucks? And then in Charleston, South Carolina, there's a lot of homeless people, especially during like near the tourist district. Right. I was with my kid's mom at the time, and she was like, oh, Robbie, give this guy, you know, 20 bucks. I'm like, why? She's like, well, he's homeless. I feel bad. I'm like, his shoes are cleaner than mine. <laughs> I'm like, this man's got slacks on, a shirt. His shoes are cleaner than mine. I'm like, yeah. fuck, I should take $20 out of his cup. <laughs> I didn't do that. But, right, right. But no, it's it's sometimes they make more money, and they did a whole sixty minutes episode on it too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen stuff like that where they go around and see like, you know, find yeah. fake homeless people basically. Yeah. You know, this woman gets out, whatever, and she's asking for money, and then someone picks her up, and then she goes down like two more blocks, and she's home. Gets In out. Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, see, what's going on here? For me, it's you know when it comes to giving money to the homeless, um, it's definitely situational yeah like you said there's some people you look at and you're like i'm not so sure there's some and you know teach his own if 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 i had you know disposable income and i could just give to every homeless person that i saw whether they were actually homeless or not i would because at the end of the day they probably need it more than i do yeah but that's just not how life works and no i don't have the money for that so and you can't just wait on a handout you know exactly here's the thing right if i end up homeless tomorrow i've got a hundred dollars in my bank account Right, and I look like a hot mess. Mm-hmm. Right, dry cleaner, it's like two dollars. Not even dry cleaner, sorry, laundromat, like two bucks. Get my clothes clean. Mm-hmm. Right, or go to Ross, pick up some new clothes. Get a gym membership at Crunch. It's like a penny to add a friend mm-hmm. now. So you wait outside. You're like, hey man, can you add me on the account? Like it's a penny. I'll do a separate account. Whatever it is. Right, take a shower, razors, a couple bucks. So with a hundred dollars, you can go get a new job. Right, and you can easily get a hundred dollars in, I hate to, in donations. Right, right. I was gonna say tips, but donations. Mm-hmm. Right, throughout the day, you can make a hundred dollars in a day mm-hmm. in donations. Go get a shower, shave, whatever. Get a job. Now, unfortunately, with a job, if you're serving, you can make anywhere from like seventy to two hundred dollars a day if you're working high end. It's like, why am I gonna make seventy dollars a day with a job? I can sit out here and make a hundred. Five days a week, I'm making $500 a week, no taxes, no nothing, and I'm okay. 
So, you know, I get a little iffy about that. I donate to charities where I know the money's going. Right. You yeah. know, and I always double check. At the end of the day, like you said, I want to know exactly where my money's going. Yeah. And, you know, if I don't want to give to someone that's just going to use it on, you know, drugs or alcohol. Because that's, you know, that's just not going to help them either. Yeah. So, and then the same thing with charities. You know, if I'm giving it to this charity, whose pockets are, is it going into, mm-hmm. you know? Because at the end of the day, there's a lot of people taking advantage of that. Yeah. We had the biggest scandal with, uh, you know, the Clinton Foundation. The money was being redirected. It wasn't and actually. Trump's Foundation, too. And well, that was an again, issue. We're not going to yeah. be partisan here. I don't care what side you're on. Yeah. If the money's being funneled somewhere else, I'm, you know, that's morally wrong. Here's the problem with foundations, right? You set, and I've had personal experience with it. You set one up, you really only have to donate about 25 to 35% of your income, right? The rest you can right. reinvest and do whatever you want. So if I get 10 million, I only have to donate 3.5 mm-hmm. to whomever. Yeah. Right? So that still leaves me $6.5 million for, I don't know, my jet, my haircuts, right? You know, investments that'll make returns so I can donate more later. And I pay less taxes. A foundation is really just for dodging taxes at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, there's St. Jude's Hospital, who's great. Um, I donate to Annunciation Catholic Church in Altamont. Mm-hmm. On their bulletin every single week, they post how much they bring in. So let's just say they bring in $5 million a year, right? Like, all right, we spent 400000 on office staff. And it sounds like a lot, but that's their building. Mm-hmm. The right, 40 I mean, people they employ. They got expensive buildings for sure. Yeah, so the tons of people they employ and all of that. Priests don't make that much. That includes their housing and all of that. Mm-hmm. And the nuns' housing. So I like to know where my money's going. But, you know, there's a lot of foundations that just don't report that. Especially, and I know mm-hmm. it's going to be a big trigger for a lot of people. But especially Black Lives Matter. Oh, we know where the money's going. <laughs> they got a billion dollars. A billion with a B. Mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter, in the short time that they've been around, is worth half as much as our president. Mm -hmm. Right? Who the hell is running it? And That's the thing. We don't know. No one can name a president or a leader of some sort that's running it. We've got a few people that are higher up, so to say, of Black Lives Matter. And And notice they're all white, too. No, yeah, but notice too, uh, or this is a conversation I've had before. It's kind of separate from this, but in regards to Black Lives Matter, you know, when we had uh, Martin Luther King, he was the guy to look to when it came to fighting for rights of African Americans, right? Yeah, he was like the guy to go to, and the stuff that's happening now, like the riots and the looting and burning buildings and stuff, there's no one to go to to be like, hey. Do you denounce this or do you approve of this? You so know what I'm saying? It's 2020. We don't need a face anymore. We've got... we. And it, the seed was planted with Anonymous. Mm-hmm. Right? There's no central Anonymous people. Right. Right? They're just hackers. It's a collective all over the world. Nobody knows, you know, from right. the, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. And so that planted the seed. And then QAnon came up. Mm-hmm. Right? And they're right. a little too alt-right for me. Um, some of their stuff's a little crazy, some of it's believable. And then Black Lives Matter came out, and it's a great slogan. I mean, it's catchy. Yeah. You get to the point, but what they do isn't what they preach, and that's what bothers me. I mean, you gave these people a billion dollars, right? If an honest protester was put away, and I'm very constitutional, you have every single right in this world to protest. Right? As long as you got your permits, you're not violent, you're fine. Protest whatever you like. I don't care. It could be 100 million people doing it. But in my theory earlier where every section has a small subsection of bad people, you're mm. going to have some people that are doing wrong things. Don't bail out the people burning down the buildings. Right. You know, if, if there's actually no evidence of a protester doing something wrong, bail them out 100%. Mm. They deserve it. We'll get them off. Get yeah. the lawyers. Joe Schmo with the gasoline and matches, he shouldn't be let go. He's not protesting. Right. He's just causing committing arson. Yeah. Well, too, it's like, well, why aren't you prosecuting the guys that are burning down buildings and assaulting people and doing all this? 
They can't. They can't. No. You know, just like. Um, but too, no one, no one, is able to condemn it. Like, there's not one figure of Black Lives Matter that's able to condemn it. You know what I'm saying? Here's the problem. So people think they know more than they know, mm-hmm. right? Especially when it comes to legal processes. So like with George Floyd. Yeah. They wanted to charge. What was the officer's name? I couldn't tell you his name honestly. Yeah, I don't. I don't the, the main guy that the, the officer had his knee on. Yeah, his knee on the. They want to charge him with murder one, I believe, where it would have been premeditated. First t- like uh, first degree murder. Yeah, first degree yeah. murder. So it would have been premeditated. He had to plan it out. He knew he was going right. to kill a guy that day, so they could get the life sentence or death penalty. Mm-hmm. Right. The state's never going to be able to prove that. Right. No, I mean, like you said, premeditation. You can't all these things. Yeah. It's like. You can't just do that. Like it's, it's so. Not here's fair. the other thing on the state of Florida side, right? Let's just say he did it in Florida. Yeah. Right. So, in the state of Florida, you have, I believe, not if you the, from the day you're arrested, okay, on a misdemeanor, you have 90 days to be brought to trial, which is, you know, your speedy trial to right under the Constitution, right. all that. Under a felony, you have 180 days. So with George Floyd, why I'm happy they didn't arrest him right away. If they did it in the state of Florida, I'm not sure about the state he's mm-hmm. in, but they would have had six months to not only, if, if they arrest him, they would have had six months to investigate him, mm-hmm. get all the evidence, present the case to the state, have the state present that case, pick a jury mm-hmm. and convict him. Right. If he didn't waive his right, which there's no reason why he would have, if he got, if he had gotten arrested right away mm-hmm. and the time he was free, like quote unquote free, the state did the entire investigation, right? So they had all the evidence before they booked him. Now they have six months to take him to trial based on the evidence they already had. Right. So with you know with certain cases, it makes more sense not to arrest the person right away. In Osceola County, over here in Florida, we had a case of a husband killing his wife. They arrested his father and his mother too. Mm-hmm. They didn't charge him within the 180 days. They had to drop the murder charge. Now they're trying to go after manslaughter whether they'll get it or not, I'm not sure, but they killed their murder charge because they couldn't do the investigation fast enough. Mm-hmm. They right. arrested him too quickly. Right. Well, yeah. So it's like in most cases, that's why they need to do enough investigating first to get a good suspect, get good leads. Because like you said, if let's say you were in the area and you know the guy, I'm just going to, I'm going to arrest yeah. you. Well, now my time is cut short and you know, you could do it. You could have not done it. Whatever. But the case like, would be. I know I he did it. I right, know him. Yeah. It's all based on hearsay. If I don't have enough evidence, though, the judge is going to say, you know, you're free to go. And well, then who knows where the actual culprit is? Same with Brianna Taylor. Yeah. And unfortunately, and again, I didn't read very deeply into her story, so I can't speak too, you know, broadly on it. I just understand that people on the internet wanted her, the officers to get arrested, um, and it took a while. Because they were investigating. Right. Especially when you're an officer, they have to put internal affairs and all that, you know, to get involved. And they finally arrested them. They're like, wait, these are all the charges we get. And I hate to say it. I mean, you know, you could stab me right now. Right. If I have no evidence you did, whether I know it or you know it, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. We have to convince a court and our peers. Right. And unfortunately, it's it's a good system for some people and other people take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. But... If you can't convince these, you know, nine to twelve people mm-hmm. that this person did it, right, you're going to lose the entire case. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what happened with Casey Anthony and George Zimmerman. Right, they overcharged them. Mm-hmm. Had they gotten them for something less, they would have convicted. Right. You know, there's plenty. No, there's plenty of people that get off for whatever reason it is. But I mean, like you said, Casey Anthony. It was just, and two, a part of the reason with Casey Anthony was it became almost like a celebrity case. Yeah. You know? So they had to pull a jury from. My restaurant was like 10 minutes away from their house, too. Yeah. It was crazy. But the jury came from like counties away. Yeah. You know? Because it just ended up becoming so big. And there's always, at the end of the day, you know, with what we're talking about, there's always more to the picture than what meets the eye. Because you go on social media. And you see the headlines and you see, you know, the most popular opinions. Oh, it's crazy. But there's always a hundred other things that you don't see 
going into whatever the situation is, whether it's police brutality, whether it's uh, X, Y, and Z crime, or Trump's tax returns, or whatever. Like, it, there's always so much more to... To every... There's, to three, every side, story. there's yeah. three sides to every story. Yours, mine, and the truth. Mm-hmm. And one side's never going to get heard. And that's always right. the truth. So... No side's ever going to have the full truth either. You exactly. Know? You know, you have your perspective, I have mine, mm-hmm. and that's fine. You know, we have every right to that. But, like, Trump's taxes and him in general, he's got his side of the story. Hey, look, mm-hmm. my accountants did it. He runs a right. billion-dollar company. You think this man's doing his he's own taxes? He's not filing his own taxes. He's not doing his the own taxes. The goal is to not file your own taxes. The goal is to hire a professional to do it for you. Dude, we run a million-dollar company. We don't do our own taxes. We got a guy for that. Mm-hmm. Look, my tax guy asked me what I can write off. I said I get my hair done because of TV. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's seventy thousand dollars. That's a little much, but <laughs> you get your hair done. That's a business expense because he's going to be on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, your jet going from New York to LA to record for business for business. That that's a write off. Hundred thousand dollars. That's write off, and you know things that your we, car, your mileage, yeah, you have gas, and your chauffeur at a certain point, right? Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, with his taxes, we don't live in that realm of billionaire, Mm. and we don't know those loopholes, right? Mm. And Trump's actually closed a lot of loopholes. So back in the day, if I owned a company, this was during Obama, right? If I owned a company, I could trademark our logo, right? Put it in the Grand Cayman and say, hey, because you're using my logo, because it's a Grand Cayman company, you have to pay me 25% of your gross, Launder money to the Grand Cayman, you don't pay taxes on it, and then keep whatever's left in the U.S. and use the Grand Cayman money to live. And that was legal. Now you can't do that. You have to pay worldwide mm-hmm. income, but still. I mean, the guy not paying taxes, that's his job. He was a private citizen and a real estate developer, and they keep saying, oh, he's got $400 million due in four years. You think he's not going to refinance that? Mm-hmm. The bank's not going to repossess half of Manhattan. Right. They don't know what to do with it. They're not landlords. At the end of the day, if you were in that situation, the situation that he was in, you would do the same thing. Oh, 100%. Anyone listening would do the same thing, right? Yeah. Who who wants to, like, who is sitting there like, yeah, you know, I feel like I could pay more tax, I could pay more taxes to the government. You know, like, Jeff Bezos does it. Elon Musk doesn't do it. Uh, but two... <laughs> Jeff Bezos says it, but here's the thing. All his money's in stock. Right. Right? But two, and, here's the thing. When you... If you pay... Let's say you overpay the IRS, right? That's just less you have to pay the next year. Yeah. So, I mean, there's always a reason behind it. No one's doing... No one's going to ever pay taxes out of, like, generosity. Oh, they do. All the time. Some people do, but, I, I mean... I'm talking, like, The majority you of America me, does. Like, right. You know why? Here's the thing. People don't know how a tax return works. They think, oh, I've been just collecting my paycheck, depositing it. We're good to go, right? Taxes taken out, not a big deal. Oh, I hope this year I get money back. The IRS isn't Santa Claus. Right. Your tax return money is money that they took too much out of Mm -hmm. from your check and now have to give it back to you. Right. So you're telling me, I'm trusting, me personally, I'm trusting you, Alex, right? I make 1000 a week. I'm trusting you to take 100 a week, right, for your tax, the Alex tax. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the year, you're going to give me 5200 like, because I wasn't supposed to owe any. Right. It's like, wait, how do I know he didn't keep the extra 200 I don't owe taxes. Mm-hmm. I don't. That's why I use TurboTax or my accountant. But that's what a return is. It's not, oh, I got money back. No, it's, it's money that's... It's not this magical number that... It's money that's been stolen from you the entire year. Right, yeah. You know? And that's the problem with taxes. It's like, okay, you take money out of my check every year. You steal it, essentially. I don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the year, you tell me if I paid too much. Right. It's your allowance. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's unfortunate, but dude, I pay taxes every year. And I do that because I claim the most deductions I can. Mm-hmm. Okay, I owe 100 bucks this year in taxes. No problem. There you go. Right. But I kept all my money. Yeah, you definitely don't want it to hit you all at once and it be you know, a huge bill that you got to pay. I know business owners that have a $50,000 salary. I mean, they make a lot more than that, but right. they have the, a $50,000 salary. And 
they're like, you know, I put my entire salary to my federal taxes. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, I paid $900 a week in federal taxes. So at the end of the year, I don't owe that much. Right. And at first I'm like, oh, you guys are crazy. And then I see their tax bill. I'm like, oh, you owe an extra 10 grand. I'm like, you guys are geniuses. Mm-hmm. You know? So I've been basing my taxes off that. <laughs> And then I don't report them, but that's a whole nother thing. Uh, we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> but we're actually approaching the hour mark here. Oh, wow. It's and uh, I know it goes by pretty fast. But uh, thanks for coming on and talking to me about all these issues, you know, the president and COVID and getting into I, I told you at the beginning of this. Yeah. It's, it's like a it's like a we you, know, just you, you start somewhere and then you end up talking about taxes and all this other stuff. But uh, And then we were talking about business advice and real estate. It's a mess. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, uh, thanks for coming on. And thank you guys for listening. And be sure to tune in next time. And uh, take care. Have I'll see you guys, guys soon. Thanks again for tuning into another episode of the Gonzo Tonight Show. Again, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can stay updated with when we upload new episodes. And Follow us on social media at Gonzo Tonight. Also, if you're still listening to this, you have an exclusive opportunity to go check out my new website, alexanderjgonzalez.com. You can find uh, updates pretty much every day on there, blog posts, um, anything that's new and current, you can find it on there. And uh, thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you guys next time. (laughs) 